Hello. What up, dude? How are you? What's up? How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good too, man. And you know what? You picked the right time. I just got off the phone mm-hmm. with an artist that is going to draw up a pancake and a waffle for me that are okay. in cartoon form. So remember how I showed you that one project that I was mm-hmm. working on? This, yeah. one's, this one precurses it to get the idea going that, it can ha- like, that it's possible to do what I want to do. Oh, so, yeah. so this other project, which obviously, um, since we're all family, mm-hmm. everyone's invited to join. As long as, as long as people pull their weight, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Right? So it's um, the, the premise of the first show that we're going to do for this world of food, mm-hmm. the uh, Breakfast Squad. So have you seen Sausage Party? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay. So think of that. Right. Uh-huh. Think of think of like food and cartoon dealing with food related problems. Right. Uh-huh. So this one is about a pancake and a waffle that solve um, food related crimes mm-hmm. on the breakfast shift. OK, cool. So they I work from seven. Idea. Yeah, they, they work from like seven to eleven. Uh-huh. Right. Or like, you know, like breakfast hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's basically, so she's going to draw out the pancake and the waffle and get this sort of going so that I can go after investors. And dude, if all works out well, yeah. I decide, I, I finally made a decision and I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. I just need to get some ducks in a row, but I'm going to travel the U.S., meet some people, then land in Georgia and mm-hmm. set up a shop. Oh, cool. That means you won't be that far away from me, actually, because I'm in yeah. this. Oh, fuck. That's amazing, too. Um, Tennessee. So, uh, like, the Chattanooga area and that. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking about dropping a spot, right? Or mm-hmm. one of the more, like, up and coming. Like, Memphis, to me, is a little bit still already made it for me yeah. to want to be there. Because what I want to do is... So, Atlanta is already, in a sense, in Memphis as well. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to downplay it. But... It's going to fucking pop. <laughs> yeah. And to get in early enough, because I want to get places on the outskirts of it that is mm-hmm. close enough, like two-hour drive, no yeah. big deal. Right? That kind yeah. of shit from Atlanta. So cheap rent, affordable stuff, and basically have production houses where people can live in there for free and work. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fucking... Great idea, because like, think about how many kids your age that would yes. oh my god, yes. would would give up the nine to five life if they could just work on a dope project and live for free. Like that's like something I would love to do now. Like I would, <laughs> that's like one of my main desires, being able to just like live for free and do cool shit. Like that's all I want to do. Exactly right. <laughs> that and that's I think something that all people your age. Mm-hmm. have in the back of their heads that they want to do they just don't understand how to do it because they're stopped by this product called money yeah right and that's basically it that's where we're at right now so if you can take that away mm-hmm. and just be just say hey look here's an opportunity you get to live in this house for free you get the food and more than likely mm-hmm. the cannabis that you want yeah <laughs> right because it's just going to, it's just, right? Because it's just going to be there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, you want to come along and you want to, you want to work, you want to have fun, you want to be part of a dope team. 
yeah. That's what I want to set up. Like, and I will totally be the first, <laughs> if not the first, to, like, be on that train. Because I Fuck was yeah. literally not two minutes before I just texted you sitting on my floor, smoking a bowl, trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do with my life? I want to help people. I know that. But how do I do that? Where do I start? Where, like, where am I going to get the money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then something just told me to, like, text you, like, <laughs> do a podcast. And here Fuck we are. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the fun part, man. And yeah. that's this is all it is. So let's actually make it an official podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to a show called High Ideas. The idea of High Ideas is we get high and talk about ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so simple, right? Like, it, I literally wanted to make a show that was an ABC type thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's a phone call. We talk about shit. You brought up an amazing thing to talk about, which is, <laughs> hey, what do I want to do with my life? Perfect. Let's talk about <laughs> that because we're high and it's an idea. Yes, literally, because this is what I do on a daily basis anyway. I just smoke with my roommate and we talk about shit and we connect yeah. the dots that aren't there or that you don't see. And we just like, <sighs> literally, this is my life. <laughs> yes. Invisible spaces, right? Yes, of course. Of course. Okay. So... How about we do this? Mm-hmm. How about you introduce yourself to the audience? Now, I'm going to say this too. I run a show as if we've already made it. Okay, cool. Right? I don't, I don't like kind of think Joe Rogan experience episode 450. Uh-huh. Right? That's kind of like where I think we're at, but we're only episode seven. Okay. <laughs> right? But what I think is what's going to be dope about this is as we go along, people are going to be able to listen back. And yeah. go, fuck, they were talking about that then. And they made it happen here. Yes, exactly. Somewhere where we can document it. Fuck, yeah. And oh, just man. really show it off later. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right? a scribe by nature, so I write down everything in so many random places. And I never keep up with shit, but eventually, like, I'll find what, it. On that note, okay, so we can talk about pretty much, I'm down to talk about pretty much anything because I really, mm-hmm. I'm, okay, so let's just get this out on the table. I am uh, straight, white, and male, so I have white privilege, I have mm-hmm. male privilege, and I have straight privilege. Okay, gotcha. So nothing offends me. Okay, cool. Literally, <laughs> literally, nothing offends me because of those privileges, mm-hmm. right? Even if I was offended by something, I'm not allowed to be yeah. because of those privileges. That I didn't get a choice to actually decide on having. I just inherited them because my parents were that. Yeah. Anyways, so on that note, though, nothing offends me. We talked about, because that's why I asked you, what are some no-no areas? So I will respect whatever we talked about. Yeah. Right? Of course. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we can talk about anything on these shows. Nothing is off limits. Oh, cool. cool. Right? I and with that, yeah. The only people that can really say that we can't say stuff would be the platforms that um, are hosting it because this will send it out to iTunes, to Spotify, mm-hmm. to all of the different areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so on that note, I mix everything together. So I'll talk about some serious stuff and I'll connect the dots with astrology and yes. I'll go into like religion uh, shit yes. and all of that. So I- I've been curious. No. So you are Sun Scorpio. Is that what it is on the traditional timeline. Yes. Okay. So let me introduce myself. First of all, my name is Leo, everyone. Um, on, my, on Twitter, you can find me at DMNWTR Demon Water because I am 
while I am a water sign, I am one of the more fiery water signs, as people say it. That's kind of like what Scorpio is, but... <laughs> um, so, sorry, what did you say? Scary? Well, like, fiery. Yeah. Like, Scorpio is the fire sign of the water signs. Fuck yeah, isn't it? <laughs> well, yes, okay, God. hold on. That's, uh, do you know astrotheology at all? Um, no, but I probably have read something on it. Okay, got a trigger so astrotheology is basically the story of Christ told through the planets. Okay. And so what happens, and it follows, this is why I like 12 sign more than mm-hmm. 13, is basically because it follows the growth of the planet. Mm-hmm. Right? And so what happens is in the story of um, Jesus, he goes and, through the harvest, gets judged in Libra, and then the scorpion fucking kills him, yeah. and we get the three fucking months of darkness before growth comes mm-hmm. again. That's crazy because, like, so the way I've understood the Virgo, Libra, Scorpio axis is from, like, more of a Greek mythology standpoint and as well as, like, a other more, like, grand scale type of mythology for the Zodiac as a whole. So, originally, Virgo and Scorpio were actually one constellation, like, together. But the energies conflicted so much that Libra had to come in and split the two up. That's why the, um, yes, that the makes so much sense, for those right? signs look so similar. Virgo being the M with the curved end tail kind of represents like the purity, like the Virgin Mary yeah. type thing. And Scorpio having the M with the tail going out kind of represents like the sexual, um, I guess, freedom or expression or just like, being more open with your passions and desires and shit. Yes. But, the, like, if yeah. you were to split them into, like, masculine and feminine, even though people would look at Scorpio, like, waters as feminine, uh-huh. I would think Scorpio is way more masculine than anything. Like, it's, a, see, it's aggressive as fuck, man. Yeah. But see, like, the thing is, both Virgo and Scorpio are feminine signs. Yeah. Feminine energies. But even though Scorpio does have that more masculine kind of curve to it the reason being because scorpio would be the epitome of like the dark feminine like the lilith or something of that nature lilith being the first wife of adam who didn't want to submit to him so she like said fuck off and straight <laughs> up the garden of eden went and had sex with demons down by the sea and shit like she was badass and that's kind of like the scorpio energy straight up dude so okay so getting mm-hmm. back to you. Yeah. Um, for me, the rest of your placements are cool, and we can mm-hmm. talk about that. But the ones that I connect with the most with people would yeah. be their sun, moon, and ascendant. That's the mm-hmm. easiest three, right? So Scorpio, sun for you. Yeah. What about Scorpio, sun, cancer, moon, Libra, That's why we get along. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why. Because, like, do you know mine? No, I, I, you've told me, but I just don't remember right off the top of my head. If you were to guess, okay, so Aries Sun, mm-hmm. right? So I love to start shit. Of um, course. <laughs> uh, can you guess my moon? Um, I feel like you have a Capricorn moon. Some people would say that, and I get that, and I understand. I Capricorn and Pisces are the two like signs mm-hmm. I pay attention to the least because I have zero Pisces. In yeah. my chart. I don't have any. See, I have, like, I'm all water. <laughs> I have, I think, Fuck four yeah. or five planets in water. Shit, dude. Yeah. Look at you, huh? 
<laughs> like I literally. But that's dope that, for creation, though. That's yeah. The thing. But see, the thing is, the way. Okay, so let me go through it real quick. Yeah. I have the water planets. I have a Scorpio Sun, a Cancer Moon, a Scorpio Venus, a Jupiter in Pisces retrograde. Um, what else? What else? Shit, I don't remember. Like, <laughs> but you I got really enough water. Chart, you but... got. You're not gonna go thirsty. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I drown a lot. That's kind of where. Of course you do, because you don't have enough fucking land to fucking soak up the water. Oh my god, I have no Earth. I have like a Virgo Mars, and I think that's like my only inner Earth planet. Right. So, like, <laughs> can I ask you a question on that? Then, do you have troubles grounding to the planet? Oh yeah, like <laughs> I was talking to one of my um Aquarian friends the other like a few weeks ago, actually. And I was just tell we were high as shit, and I was telling him about how I kind of like connected the elements with my own little metaphors and shit. And I was like, of course, um, your feelings are just a, um, a symbol of water, and mm-hmm. like, um, your passion is fire, and mm-hmm. your thoughts are air. And I'm like, what is Earth? I don't know what Earth is. And he's like, you fucking dumbass, it's your body. That's what Earth <laughs> is. I'm like, that's how disconnected I am. It's like, straight up, dude. Like, straight up. Just, Okay, uh, so yeah. I don't think it's anything other than your Scorpio that disconnects you. Uh-huh. Because I'm Ascendant Scorpio. Yeah. And from what I understand, and this is kind of like my own liberty taking it with it too, is yeah. Ascendant really describes yourself. Yeah. Right? So, like, you may be Sun Scorpio, and mm-hmm. that's where you take your action from. Mm-hmm. I'm Scorpio all the time, motherfucker. Yeah. Right? So, like... <laughs> I understand, like, I have sun fire, like mm-hmm. cardinal fire to me. So I always want to start shit. But guess what? Being a Scorpio of the self, guess who wants Bro. to end shit too? Like, and that's my thing. Like, okay, my rising and moon are both cardinal signs. Cardinal <laughs> water and cardinal air. Yeah. So whenever I feel something, it's like my mind has to go immediate at like a billion miles per hour. <laughs> And so I feel it and I think it before my body like even gets a sensation because it's Scorpio, it's fixed water. So even though I am sensitive, it's on a very subtle level that I don't really notice until like it's there, like in my fucking face sometimes. Yes, but it's it's so deep to you because it has to travel so far Yes, for you to fucking oh, feel God. it. And I want to talk about that too. Like it's another placement I have in my chart. So I have mercury and pluto in sagittarius in my third house and the way i always describe that to people is i am literally hermes in the sense that hermes was the only god in greek um mythology that could travel back and forth between the underworld because he was the messenger god yeah and so having that mercury in sagittarius sagittarius is the archers the travelers the explorer naturally I use that fire to like go to Pluto and get all that shit from the subconscious realms of the collective and then bring it back. And it just kind of word vomit out on like my Twitter sometimes. Like I won't say shit for a really long time. And then out of nowhere, you'll get like five or eight threads out of me. Yeah. Because they're they're permeating. You know what's happening? They're Uh permeating. Yeah, they're legitimately growing. You've planted seeds and they're growing inside of you. And when they're ready to fucking harvest, you'll do it. <laughs> Got to go to the underworld. Like I literally die. Like people don't understand. Like, no, well, I'll be dead ass like dying. Yes. 
Here's what people don't understand. If you look at it from a simulation point of view and a photog- mm-hmm. f- photographic point of view, yeah. think of the underworld as the negative to mm-hmm. the overworld as the positive. Yeah. It's a reflection. Yeah. Right? We look at this as such a negative thing. But it's only because we're so young in, in our processing power. Mm-hmm. If you were a universe, you wouldn't give a fuck about rape. <laughs> right like right and the, crazy right like you don't give a fuck right and if you're the planet sure you're a little bit concerned but you're also trying to keep the the humans from chopping down all the trees so yeah. if one thing sort of slides through and the planet doesn't listen to you hey mm-hmm. that kind of sucks but it's mm-hmm. also trying to run a planet yeah right we forget about these things because the other thing like with that the planets don't like we are better than the planets in the sense that they need us as opposed to we needing them we are the vessels that they well, channel their energy through and if you want to take it a another level deeper dude and mm-hmm. this is what makes me people think that i'm fucking crazy i align mm-hmm. more with the ancients than i do with modern day science yeah i actually don't think anything comes outside of this planet i think that, really i think that the skies were fucking pitch black, the first version of Earth, and everyone committed suicide, that kind of shit, because it was just too much to take. Mm-hmm. So they put stars in the skies, and they started to notice it, and the, the beings on here started to like look up and go, oh, look, that makes a pattern there. Or not even that. The Egyptians would have just been like, no, we can't fucking handle this stuff. And the next fucking little while, all of these little dots started going up in the sky, and they started mm-hmm. aligning all of them stuff. And, and the planet list and send stuff to the beyond, that mm. then changes the universe to act like that. So the, the Egyptians gave the stars consciousness yeah, by thinking it, right? And then the, the um, existence listened and said, okay, these things now have consciousness. So if you tap into them, you can Ooh. actually gain information from them, right? Okay, question. Yes. Holographic universe theory, what do you know about it, if anything? So I 100% would say that this is a simulation. And I okay, don't give a because- fuck if I'm wrong. Yeah, the way you were describing it reminded me of that specific theory, as in... Yes. um, Okay. Pink Floyd's The Wall album cover says Mm -hmm. more than people will ever fucking understand. Yeah. Because it's a single line Mm -hmm. hitting a prism, which could just be water. Like, if you think about um, in the beginning was the word, so in the beginning was code. Yeah. And then God said, let there be light, which means mm-hmm. you shined a holographic thing through a prism, yeah, see, water, how, whatever it oh, is, crap, and all the rays exactly, of light create everything else. That is exactly how I was about to try to explain it. So, like, the way a hologram works is there is a flat piece of something that um, when light is reflected off of it projects an image that seems to be 3D very physical that's how a hologram works now to say that and to understand that that is how holograms work if this is a simulation and we live in a holographic universe where is the reflective piece of code what is the laser and how right tell what is like a hologram and what is actually real well Let's let's go from it from this perspective. Uh-huh. How much has this planet being flat or round really affected your life? 
none whatsoever. That's why so, I don't really give a shit about the whole like flat earth debate. <laughs> so also, so also simulation versus like real versus simulated doesn't matter mm-hmm. either. Really doesn't. Okay. Like so, so that bursts the bubble right there. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything because we can still go into it and find meaning for it for us. Yeah. So you want to talk about connecting points, right? Mm-hmm. Like where um, the signal would be coming from shooting out through space into what? So have you ever looked up in the, like in the winter time for us, if you look up into the sky, you see Orion's belt. Mm-hmm. From Orion's belt, um, three of the stars create a consciousness kind of triangle. Mm-hmm. When you fire light through that triangle, you can create more. Because it's like a prism. Yeah, so like if you okay. think of Orion's nebula, mm-hmm. that is where the simulation starts from. Not starts from, but that's where the, the Pink Floyd's the wall triangle is. Mm-hmm. Sirius, or another planet like Sirius, yeah. or not planet, star, like Sirius, right? Because that's what, mm-hmm. S- Sirius is a sun. Mm. And around Sirius would be planets orbiting it as well. Yeah. Right? So this is just theory, by the way. This isn't, mm-hmm. like, I've read some books on it, but this is just me putting dots together. Um, oh, Sirius, Siri- on, on one of the planets, would be shining something through it. Mm-hmm. Right? In, in that sense. But think of, think of planets more as, um, uh, think of planets more as programs than planets. Yeah. Right? Applications. Right? Mm-hmm. So Saturn is an application for us to tap into, like yeah. you said. Right? The planets were created by um, the Romans, basically, in a sense, that said, hey, there's got to be other things up there, blah, blah, blah. And guess mm-hmm. what appeared? Other things. And then they started naming them, and they started taking on personalities. And mm-hmm. then they started taking on more because the planet listens and says, okay. Right? So what I think happens is there's a signal somewhere else that fires. And it's all done now symbolically. It doesn't really matter how, like, this universe is a symbol. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily real. Yeah. Right? It's just like you're a symbol, I'm a symbol. We're all holographs, and, but we're all part of a greater whole. Oh, okay. I had to like, the way I understand things, I have to visualize it and I kind of, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Like, it's an imprint. It's an image. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it may or may not actually legitimately, like, if you want to consider this, the simulation, and somewhere else, the other side, mm-hmm. it may not look the same. So, question. Mm-hmm. Like, the way you're saying it and the way I'm seeing it, there is something that shines a light through these symbols that we are. And, and that, like, in saying that, I thought of us, like, as being hieroglyphs, sort of. Yeah. Kind of- light projected through them and then create an image that seems physical yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Think, like think stencils mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah exactly okay. yeah no that's that's very um but also think matrix mm-hmm. right so the stencil would be all in your like this that's why i'm saying it's all symbology mm-hmm. right because really where this exists is inside the mind of someone else on the beyond yeah and like you are connected with me, are connected with everybody else. So we create this reality. Mm-hmm. What we think, um, there's a six second delay between um, feeling something and feeling something. Mm-hmm. Right? So 
when I touch a chair, before I feel it, I've already felt it. There's a six second delay. Okay. So there's always a six seconds. There's always six seconds to correct something. Oh, oh shit! That makes me think of like the glitches and then the deja vu moments yes. that people have. Like I've seen this before, or like that kind of shit. It's because it's they just rewind the clock three seconds, and there's no actual issue because it takes six seconds, right? So as long yeah. as you're before that, right? And it's actually been shown in our science that that is what happens because they opened up a dude's scalp and touched areas of that dude's brain. And six seconds later, he said he felt it. Yeah, and you know how, like, um, in the Matrix, whenever they experienced deja vu, that's when they um, knew that the agents were there because something changed. Yes. And that's kind of how I just saw that. Oh, shit. That's dope, though. I I like that. Yeah. So um, for us to make sense of this, we like to create in the universe, which is just really a sandbox. Mm Mm-hmm. The universe, see, this is, if you start to do this, you'll actually start to see vast improvement in your life, no matter where you are in your journey. Stop connecting to the universe and start connecting to the planet and see what happens. Okay. And just the planet. Like, look at the planet, look at the universe as the planet's bitch. And the planet asks the universe and says, hey, look, we need you guys to compute, find the code of how to put all of this together, get it to me. And then I will bring this out into the world for other people that are wanting this too to be able to enjoy. Okay. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Okay, the the fucking machine. That's what that just reminded me of. Yes. When it went haywire and was just stuck in the sky. That's what that whole thing. Yo. Oh, I love when I do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, connecting like Think of, think of existence. You can, you can look at existence in a few different ways. Many, actually. Mm-hmm. Right? It could be terrible as fuck. Yeah. Right? You could be like, oh, I'm stuck on this horrible planet. And, like, I can get there, too. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at it as a massive connect-the-dots puzzle. Mm-hmm. Without numbers. Without numbers. So, literally, anything can go anywhere and it'll fit. You yeah. Just have to think, you, you have, have to be able to imagine it. it. It's all fucking... Think, imagine if I came to your house and we had 10 boxes of Lego parts or, or, or mm-hmm. like 10 different boxes and we opened them all up and we're just like, cool. And then I grabbed all the pieces and I put them together, mm-hmm. dumped them out, took all of the instruction books, walked away and said, you guys have fun. Yeah. That's existence. You can make you just, of it what you want. You have all the tools. You just choose how to use them. And even if you decide, like, you get to choose if it's even a tool or not. Dude, do you want to you know something? We yeah. are stuck in the way that we live because we believe that it's the way that we're supposed to. And that's where it goes back to, like, everything is mental. The universe is mental. Yes. It's all in your head. But it literally. manifests through emotion because emotion is short for energy in motion. And, okay, like with that, so... You know how I was saying earlier, water reflects feelings, right? Yes, 100%. You just said that... um, Think of waters as feelings. Yeah, because that's what it is. Like, what were you just saying? Damn it. (laughs) Oh, no. See, this is why we need, like, almost a sober co-host. Yeah. Because what's happening right now is you're 
you um you had a thought right uh-huh. but you saw several different side quests to go down mm-hmm. and now you've gone down a side quest and we don't know what the original thought was anymore yeah usually when i do that i just retrace my steps and that's kind of what i'm doing because like what i was going to go off on and talk about was how like how if you noticed in like a lot of different tv shows like specifically the magicians people travel through portals made of water and you were just yes. talking about birthing something through water through feeling okay like um if the every yeah the universe yes. if the universe is mental and you make things real through the feeling of it it kind of explains like how you have to take it and force it through that water because it's a mirror literally oh shit like i can see it but i can't explain it you like you yeah, have yeah, to yeah. see what i've seen well, to be able to put the pieces together. I mean, think about what happened when Neo touched the mirror in the Matrix. Yeah. And it went all liquid. Yeah, like where you can stick your hand through it. It's literally like yes. that, except that's the portal. That's how you make things real. And have you ever seen The Magicians, the TV show? Yes. Do you remember how the beasts traveled through the mirrors? Yep. And then how when they would travel through the different worlds, they had to go dive through all those different fountains and shit? Oh, 100%, yes. Yes, it's literally like that. That's how you make it real. And then another thing is like a Cancer Moon. I have always told myself that nothing is real unless I feel like it is. Because the feelings are what's, what makes it real. I've been actually saying that in my head all day today. 100, 100% on that level. Now, here's the thing, though. is mm-hmm. just because you don't think something is real yeah. doesn't mean shit if everybody else does. Yeah, and that's where I'm, like, having the whole split in my head. Because it's like, if the universe is mental, and our universe, like... Okay, eat. Yes. Sorry, dude. I gave my dog a treat, and he's so excited about it, but he won't eat it because he needs permission. (laughs) Yes, go on. Eat it. Yeah, go ahead, dude. You got it, man. Oh, they're the best. He's coming with, too, so everyone gets to meet him. Yay! Yeah, dude, he's like a mascot kind of in a sense, but not because he's his own dude. Like I gave him, <laughs> I um, I got training to the point where I could have him off leash so I could give him freedom. Mm-hmm. So he walks around this town without a leash or a collar on busy highways. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's smart as fuck, dude. I fuck with that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's get back to business on what we were talking about: water okay. fountains, um, mm-hmm. making it real. That kind of shit, right? Yeah, so, like, the split that I've been having is, okay, if the universe is mental and what you experience is based on your perception of it, mm-hmm. how does that tie in with, like, the collective experience? Right. Because, like, if, say, I don't, like, say, I don't believe hippos are a real thing, mm-hmm. but the collective believes hippos are a real thing. Yes, where does that like you may never see a hippo in your life yes okay that's what it is it's like you'll never experience it because you don't believe that yes exactly that's what it is i need to write that down hold on (laughs) well the beauty of this too is it's also going to be recorded yeah oh shit yeah that's the other thing because i'm gonna write an article about this ah fuck yeah I mean, this is, this, is, this is how it should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be so hard and complicated. People like, you know what are the most boring podcasts for me to listen to? What? Ones that are organized. 
Really? <laughs> like they just where people are just like, we're going to talk about this point here. We're going to talk about this point here. And I was like, fuck, we're just we're in school now. This is a lecture. Thank you for not even having any spontaneity. Right. Like, nah, we going from thing to fucking thing. <laughs> but the thing is, is that if people were really to look through it, it's all interconnected in one massive spider web. Uh-huh. All of it. Yeah, because everything is connected, literally. Like, literally. I experienced that shit first fucking hand. And, and this is the other thing that we don't, haven't comprehended yet. Um, right. One, dude, if we could get on the same level, like all of us got on the same level of understanding that we're no different than any other animal on the planet. Yeah. Then we would live a completely different way because we would also look at ourselves as a species with breeds that can breed together. Yeah, like, um, actually, I was watching a video about how to um, communicate with animals to, um, through, like, telepathy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the main thing he was saying is just stop seeing yourself as separate from them. Stop observing them and understand that you are one with them. Yes. and Because it's all through the heart. It's all heart-based. If you feel like you're so different from something that you can't connect with it on an emotional level, you'll never be able to, like, communicate with it. 100%. And again, that goes back to the idea that if you don't believe it, you won't see it. Yes, because... And then you'll just continue... Not believing. Believing is seeing. And then... But, but the, the crazy thing is, is that it then... This is how smart existence is. Uh-huh. It puts us on loops. Yeah, literally trauma loops. It is, man. So uh, when you don't... And, and it just continues to build and build and build and build and build and build like a spiral until you fucking continue to do it all the time. And eventually, one of two things happen. You either accept it. Yeah. Or you break it. And guess what happens when you break that cycle? You get to either you start a new one or that's, you heal that's, it. That's, no, you can't. It's, fuck, healing what? You, 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 it, it just begins a, an exactly new cycle yeah. where you do healing at the beginning and you have to break the cycle at the end again. Oh, shit. It is. So literally healing is a cycle. Healing is, that's all we do in existence, is heal. Like, do you remember? Yeah, we break and then we fucking heal. And then we break and heal, break and Constantly. heal, break and heal. Right? Awakening is two things. Starts yeah. in two places, really. You'll feel it first in your heart, and then you'll feel it in your third eye. Mm-hmm. Because they communicate to each other. And what the heart is trying to do is activate it again. Mm-hmm. Because what happens with us is we have these grand awakenings. And I bet you you've had one. Yeah. Maybe. Right? <laughs> right? Where we have these massive moments in life where everything fucking makes sense. And we're thinking, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, it's going and blah, 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 blah. But then we enter the world as it is again. Uh-huh. And slowly we fall back asleep. And slowly the walls build back up and trauma gets there and our third eye abilities and whatnot, that clarity that you get Mm -hmm. goes away. Because that's all the third eye really is, is a movie theater that has clarity. Yeah. It's not, telepathy isn't with the mind. It's with the heart. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? We feel each other, man. And and the bigger your heart is and the more that you allow it to be um, open to another person, the more Mm -hmm. that they can draw from that and connect in. Yeah, and that's why, like, I've had to learn how to practice more so closing people out because I've grown up with a heart that's always been too open. Yeah, so poor Scorpio. Other people's experience. Yeah, I would take on other people's experiences as my own 
and like be picking up their trauma on, with shit I've never been through. So I had to like stop doing that because that shit used to like annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I used to be like upset and crying and shit, but like after it's over and I realized it was never mine in the first place, I used to be fucking pissed. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. I shut, I had to, I, my story is not so fun. I finally, mm-hmm. like, was able to deal with, like, a lot of stuff. Because, like, my mm-hmm. first 14 years is all about, like, loss. Yeah. So, um, not that it's, like, a big deal for, like, really as adults. But, like, growing up, how many best friends did you have? Me? Yeah. <laughs> um, Were you able to hold any? Nope. <laughs> Literally <Right>? none. <laughs> right? Right? Um, all of mine, but did you want to? Yeah, I've always wanted to. Right. And we have trouble because they always slip out of our grasp. And, and really, when it comes down to it, if needed to, we'll end it. Yeah. Right. That's the Scorpio in us. It um, is. Like, it, Scorpios be so quick to like destroy some shit. Well, we don't like to feel. Here's the thing of what I've learned about Scorpios is we actually don't like feeling pain, but we love pain secretly. Yes, because I realized that the other day. I was like, I'm a fucking masochist, and I love this <laughs> shit, and I have no problem with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, I want to avoid pain as much as possible, but I'll fucking go through it. Yeah, like, I like doing that shit. Yeah, man, it's okay <laughs> when it's presented in a nice, like, meal. Yeah. Right? But if I have to prepare the meal myself, I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> right? Um, but, like, yeah, dude. Um. Oh, fuck, where was I going with the, the whole Scorpio thing? I just, I get what you're going through. Like, I get that side, right? Like, it makes mm-hmm. so much sense. Right? So, oh, that's what I was talking about with best friends, right? So, like, yeah. every single year since I was 3 to 14, I had to get a new best friend because we either moved or they moved away. Oh, my God. We moved every two years until I was, like, 16. Yeah, dude. And that fucking, if you actually like people... Yeah. That takes a toll on a young kid. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. I grew up being, like, I was really an extrovert growing up. When, Me too? The more we, like, moved around and shit, I became a loner. Because you I got never tired. Friends. You got tired of meeting new people. Yes, yeah, like, oh, that shit is so exhausting. It's right, so like, exhausting. Think, about, think about being, like, an actor mm-hmm. and having a really, like, you're a dope actor. You're one of the best actors out there. Mm-hmm. but your producers just want to jump you from show to show. Yeah, see, I was thinking about that earlier, too. I was like, I, I want to help people. What, how can I do this? Do I want to be a talk show um, host? And I was like, no, because for one, I don't want to be talking to a camera all the fucking time. And then two, that's like too much attention. Like, I can deal with the public eye because I've always been in it with my dad being like a like really well-known pastor and shit. So I'm used to, like, having a whole bunch of random people that know me and I don't know them. But there comes a time (laughs) where I reach my fucking limit and it's like, okay, I need to find a quiet place that I can be by myself because if not, somebody going to catch this stinger and I'm not going to feel bad about it. (laughs) Oh, 100%. And nice use of it too, man. Stinger, 100 I try Mm -hmm. and explain that to people. I'm just like, like, for me, dude, um, tattoo-wise, if I ever get one done, I'm gonna yeah. get my um, my son, the mm. the the animals, um, the son of of my Aries, Taurus yeah. Moon, and Scorpio. Oh, that's dope! You got a Taurus Moon. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it connects me to a lot of people. 
Yeah. It legitimately, That's how it is with my Cancer Moon. Yeah, right? Like, my Taurus Moon, because it gives me that er- nice, nice... So I have no air. And I legitimately have trouble breathing sometimes. Same. I have no air. <laughs> but the thing is, dude. I have like a one or two airplanes. Yeah. And that's right? You're fucked. And that's why you drown. Yeah. Right. So the other idea is to surround ourselves with the other symbols. Mm-hmm. Right. To balance us out. Right. And that's what I've been doing. Like, I try to do that naturally. But really, I just always attract whoever I need at that moment in time. Like right now. I've been attracting a whole bunch of cancers and that's because I need um, emotional healing because I've been going through a lot. I just got done like with a slew of Virgos and Geminis where I needed all that um, intellectual stimulation and then um, kind of a fire lit under my ass with Virgos teaching me how to organize and shit. (laughs) And now it's like, okay, you get to chill out and relax. And the healing is taking place and it's not a pretty process, but it's working and shit. Dude, healing is healing. Yeah, here's here's what I try to explain to people. Okay, Mm -hmm. so imagine um, your 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 chakras are all gems, Mm -hmm. and your chakras have are power centers, Mm -hmm. and these power centers have unlimited plugins. Yeah, and what we do is we attach cords to every single thing that we come into contact with, silver cords of whatever you want to call it, and the more that we attach them, like, do you have a favorite? Do you have do you have favorite clothing? favorite clothing yeah um, do you have something that you wear more than others you, yeah flannel but like a specific shirt or like a specific pair of socks like when you see these socks do you wear them or like a pair of pants like do you do you, do you gravitate towards one more than the other yeah i do mm-hmm. that's because you built attachments and cords to those specific things so they feel more like you mm-hmm. right so when you put on somebody else's clothing it feels a little bit different. Yeah. And it feels different than clothing that would be at a store that's never touched humans. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all these cords and attachments that we do. And we do that with everything. And we do them from our chakras. So and it's crazy because I've felt that before. And, like, I usually need other people to remind me of how sensitive I am to energy and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, oh, I can feel all the difference in between those things. But please it's continue. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Right. Okay. So um, when those cords, when we don't want to move on, this is when it happens the worst for us. And a lot of us do it all the time. When we don't want to move on, what happens is existence moves on for us because we have to do something else. Come or be dragged. Right. Exactly. 100%. And, and the thing is, is that when you get to your next location, what happens is, is that that cord that is mm-hmm. inside of you. So what I want you to imagine is it's not necessarily just a plug, but what mm-hmm. happens is is the um, when you plug in, the chakra power source gets a little bit bigger and envelops the actual plug part of that okay. cord. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. So that when it pulls out and enough of them get pulled out of one chakra at a, at a moment, that chakra shatters. Yeah. And it has to be rebuilt. Yo. And that's the healing process. Yo, that's crazy. Cause that's what I'm feeling like with my um my sacral and my throat chakra right now. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Cause my heart chakra has been like working its ass off to rebuild it. Cause you know the heart chakra is the portal through all of it. So 100%. it's pumping all that energy into each of them. Yes, it's where. So another thing that 
I really wish humans could get behind because it would make life so much easier mm. is to separate the concept of spirit and soul. Yeah. Right. If you look at mind, body and soul as an equation of mind plus body equals soul, you mm. get a better idea of who we are. Yeah. Because the idea that what are the idea of being the best human possible, like masters, the reason why there's masters on the planet is because they can still be conscious and have their automatic pilot fire better than anybody mm. else. Yeah. Right. So um, that's what we want to be. We want to be we want our consciousness to be in sync with the body. OK. Mm-hmm. And when those two are in sync, we're at, at, at our best um, mobility. Yeah, exactly. That's like how um, you're able to do shit and not worry about like tripping or falling. Because I've done that before. Like I did gymnastics for like three or four years, but even that training doesn't. It Mm-mm. hasn't been able to explain some of the things I've been able to do when I just like sync my consciousness with my body. When you complete and and part of what happens in that moment is you let go of everything else but that moment. Yeah. Right. Nothing matters except for that moment. Now imagine in that moment is perfect. Exactly. So what we need to learn to do is to, in a sense, think of planning and projections and whatnot as casting rods out into the oceans of the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. And connecting down into the planet and saying, um, I usually say this. I get excited, like whatever I'm excited about, that's what I want to do. And then I ask the planet for the best possible solution. Okay. It already knows. Like the planet doesn't need language to understand what you want. Yeah, it just everything speaks in symbols. Exactly. So all it needs is your permission to give you what you actually desire. And then it asks you to do one thing and one thing only really. Mm-hmm. Take the steps to go get it. Yeah. Right? It's not going to just hand you a fucking... like. It's not just going to hand you a bike and say, here you go. This is what you wanted, right? But it will give you the opportunity to meet people that may actually help you go get that bike. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of it is we've got to put in work to get what we want, but you can cast as many different rods as possible and then focus on the moment. And when that bell rings, that moment is up and you go to that moment and you deal with that moment then. And then the other thing that a lot of people need to understand is that you cannot unring a bell. <laughs> like, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so like, just like as a PSA for people that like to channel spirits and shit, you cannot yeah. unring a bell. If yeah. you invite some shit into your space, you cannot uninvite that shit into your space. You need to be careful and pay attention to what you're doing. That's just like a little PSA thing. Well, here's the I thing. Know that, like, yes. um, Keep a going. lot of spirituality shit and witchcraft and shit is like getting more popular and stuff now. And a lot of people don't know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. like don't be going around just like when we used to be all y'all ass about Ouija boards and shit. If you don't know how to use it, <laughs> don't fuck with it or learn how to. Yes. Because guys, yes. these possessions and shit is about to like get real out here. If y'all thought it was a game at first. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, do you know how, like, let's say that, let's say that that's actually legitimately something that happens right whether or not right like because who knows because i don't think i'll ever be possessed because again going back to the theory of like even render theory yeah because i don't believe it it's not going to happen right it just i won't be put in those positions and if i ever get close to those positions intuition's going to tell me hey hi 
go the other yeah. way. And that's the other thing about intuition that one of my favorite um, tarot readers slash astrologers, Amber Khan, she was talking about um, your intuition is one proud motherfucker. It's not going to speak more than once. It's like, okay, I told you the thing. I gave you the warning. Okay, and I'm not going to fucking repeat myself. That's no. it. If you oh, don't listen to me, that's on you. But you know what intuition will do? Uh-huh. It will tell you. Like, it yeah. like, told you so. Like, it wants to, like, the moment that you don't listen to intuition, do you know what intuition wants you to do? And that's why I kind of feel like I'm almost pure intuition sometimes, Mm. because I want the best for people, and I will tell them. And then when they decide not to listen to what I have to say, Mm. I just watch them fall. Yeah, and see, that's also a Scorpio thing. Scorpios, (laughs) we'll warn you, because we'll feel it, like... It could be months before, weeks before, minutes before. <laughs> we gonna tell your ass. Yes. Whether or not you listen to us is on you, but we're not gonna help you when you get in that situation because we already warned you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got our lawn chair out. Like yeah. if you're wondering why we're the only one around when you fell, it's because we knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, we just there to like pick up the pieces. Yeah, we're there to support you and help you, but I'm not even gonna pick up your pieces. I might, yeah, you're right. I might just look at your ass and be like, listen. I'm not going to tease you or be mean to you, but you got to learn to pick up your own pieces because it's the only way that you're going to get stronger. Yeah. We baby people too much. Mm-hmm. And it's not helping anything. Yeah. Period. Period. It is making us weaker. Like, there is a reason why it's called Strongest Survive because this is a finite existence. Mm-hmm. Sometime, at some point, it ends. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so on that note, though, we have to be kind of smart about what we do. Yeah, exactly. We can't just... And so what's happening is... And because it's finite, that means survival of the fittest is an actual thing. Mm-hmm. And what you want is you want people that legitimately like in my from my perspective you want people that give a fuck more about the planet than they do about human beings right now yeah i can definitely see that though because right? like in essence if you're caring more about the planet than human beings you're still caring about them but it's like yes nigga we got bigger fish to fry right well now. look at look at look at it this way so mm-hmm. think of it as the planet as the body and human beings as fingers yeah Right, you can chop off the fingers and still mm-hmm. have the body. Yeah. Right? And you may be able to regrow different fingers possibly because it's a fucking planet. Yeah. Right? So to me, what exactly you have to kind of take a couple steps back and, and wonder what the fuck consciousness is. What yeah. are we? What exactly are we? Right? Because a lot of people would say, Well, I'm a body and I walk and I do this, but are you really? Because honestly and truly, no, you are not the body. You are the one driving it. Right. It's like you drive your car, you drive your body. You're just inside of it. But like, let's take it another, like, can we go a little bit like even more fucked up and deep? Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) So think of yourself as, so your finger operates independently from your toe. Yeah. But it's still you using your fingers for the most part. Yeah. Right. So. Um, We are independent beings, but Mm -hmm. we are also the planet. And it is the planet. Like, we're we're not separate from the planet is what I'm saying. Yeah, of course. Right? And and it's the consciousness of the planet that fills us. Mm -hmm. Not the universe. The planet fills us. 
And so we are recycling planetary code constantly to try and clean it, to try and fix it, to try and put that together. That goes yeah. up into the universe. It goes back into the beyond. The beyond puts it back into the system. It comes back up to the consciousness of the planet. Yeah. Right? So we aren't actually at all separate from the planet. We just think we are because we've gotten to this because of a belief. Yeah, literally. Because that's like the whole um, thing with people feeling like they're separate from nature like no you are nature literally you are nature and that's the thing so like let's go um go back to to what your friend said about Mm -hmm. when you were talking about the elements right so yeah um in greek mythology the body was created out of land and water yeah earth the planet and then zeus the god of the sky gave lightning to them and started the body yeah like that's um... all comes from the planet mm-hmm. 100% but we think that we're you yeah. un- that that a lot of people on this planet right now think that spirit comes from the universe mm-hmm. and the body comes from this planet or not yeah. even that some people believe that this body comes from another place mm-hmm. right and they might be right too who the fuck knows because it's a little late for us to even discover that. <laughs> yeah. Right? That could have happened a long, long fucking time ago beyond our fucking scope of even imagination. Like, think about this, dude. There are things that exist that you can't imagine. Mm. Then there are things that those things that you can't imagine can't imagine as well. Because it's just like... That's existence, <laughs> Nothing man. stops. It just it, keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps going because everything... It's, it's chemicals, it's science, it's chemistry. Dude, you just put code together, see if it runs, and if it does, it goes, and if it doesn't, it goes back into the system, put more code together, see if it runs. It's literally like building a Sims character and just keep clicking, like, random. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's literally what it is. And then, <laughs> and then you generate that one, and you get back to clicking random. Yeah. So think about that, and then think about having a little bit more experience. Ooh. That's the thought that I kept trying to come back to when you were saying that. That's why, like, you have people out. This is why you have doppelgangers. People that live on completely different sides of the world have no relation to each other, no genetic um, relation at all, but look alike. Yes. Like, I've seen people on Twitter who look exactly like me, and that shit freaked me out. Because I was like, wait, is that not me? When the fuck was I here, and what is going on right now? Like, were were you a video game player when you were growing up? Of like, course, I play them now. I okay, dope, games. cool. Um, did you ever play sports games? No, not often. Okay. Um, in most sports games, mm. I looked identical to the very initial template player that you get. Mm-hmm. Like, that was me. Like, you, I was looking. I didn't have to do anything. I could have yeah. just been, like, accepted. Six foot tall. Hundred and something pounds, shaved head, white mm. dude, medium build. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, holy shit! They designed me as the starting template. Mm-hmm. But that's all it is. Yeah. Is um, everything starts out as random until it can become a template, and then it becomes a template that gets used over and over and over again until it becomes stagnant and needs to go random again. Mm-hmm. So you will see not just like you'll start to see people that have your eyes, but not your mouth or nose. And then you'll see someone that has your mouth. You'll see someone that has your nose, your ears. And depending on 
different things, you may also find people that have the same personality as you. But don't like, even look at in astrology, that shit makes sense with like the different coding switching up. Because like for instance, all Libra risings have elf ears. Mm-hmm. All of us have ears that are slightly pointed or extremely pointed. One hundred percent. I've seen people that have Libra risings like me that all have those type of ears. Dude, like Leos, Leos look like cats. It's the hair and the fucking teeth. I've always noticed that. I've always said that to myself. Leos look exactly yeah, like man. cats. There's um, there's a book. I don't know what it's called. I'll have to look it up. Or mm-hmm. or or watch. Do you know who Santos Fanacci is? No, I don't. Okay, so he does tons of shit, and he went like fucking nuts and crazy later in his mm. career. But like his beginning stuff is beautiful, and it's all about astrotheology. And he yeah. talks about how the different signs all have um, facial features. Yeah, so like, um, for instance, Pisces have fish teeth and fish eyes. All Pisceans have like these really big, bulging fucking eyes and their mm-hmm. teeth usually go slightly in. But that also depends a lot on their rising signs too. 100%. And um, closer Aries to Pisces mm-hmm. will have that look and um, closer um, Aries to Taurus will have a t- more torn look. Yeah, see, I'm a Scorpio that's closer to Libra because my my b- birthday is on the ninth, and people have always mistaken me for a Libra, not just because of my Libra rising, because um, I also have like that Libra energy as well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Librans are usually usually very symmetrical in the way their faces are built, and Scorpios usually have something that's always off about them. Like most Scorpios have like cleft jaws or some shit like that, and I have a slightly cleft um chin but for the most part my face is extremely symmetrical yeah and that's just because libra's in the scales and shit (laughs) exactly they they will always in a sense if given the amount of like if given enough time libra's Mm -hmm. will find balance yeah that's their goal their goal is to always find balance and not only their goal that's like their cosmic job yeah right and a lot of them but that's why a lot of them are flawed yeah because they have to if you dude seriously come on man if you were naturally gifted at the age of one how hard would you try see i was i was reading it fucking too like i don't <laughs> but are you reading now i don't read as much but... <laughs> right and like because... in school i didn't try but i was in all ap honors classes yeah that's just because you're naturally because um what i would consider your i there's to me there's a few different levels of our coding simulate mm-hmm. like simulation wise there's yeah. what i consider legacy coding mm-hmm. um which to me is also mm-hmm. what someone could consider cosmic coding yeah right so that's um basically a combination of everything that's been in existence little snippets of that so the yeah. reason why you may feel like a certain being from the past is because you have snippets of that person's code but you can't Yo, visit- that's literally just like my favorite game assassin's creed I like, think um, they do that. It's like, so the way it works is you have this main character. His name is Etio. And he was an assassin from like the 13th century or some shit like that. Forgive me for anybody that's listening to this like a hardcore fan because I don't know all, like, all the details <laughs> and shit. We're going to get the shit kicked out. Of- <laughs> if, if, if it goes down that that's what people bitch and complain about on this show... <laughs> That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. 
But so like what what how the game works is there he has descendants from modern day, like our time. And mm-hmm. this company named Abstergo, what they do is they go into your DNA and they isolate certain um genes or memories where you're able to access them and live them out in a simulation type thing where you can feel where everything feels real but it's still a simulation it's literally like our lives right so in a way like that's where when people say you are your ancestors they are not fucking kidding (laughs) well let's go down that path because what's what's interesting Mm -hmm. about that is it's legit because it continuously gets passed through dna Mm -hmm. so a woman um, like think about think about uh, the reproductive as gross as this could sound to any man out there, but think about mm-hmm. the reproductive cycle of a woman, mm-hmm. right? So in order for a woman to um, have children, yeah, right, she must have those children programmed in her before she's born, yeah, right. Not the the capability to have the children, not the children directly, mm-hmm. right? So in the mother's eggs of that mm-hmm. baby are already the coding to the eggs that are going to be in that baby. Yeah. And then that goes back to the grandmother as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And it keeps going back. So like that's the coding that gets cycled through to the mom. Yeah. Right. And then we get, you know, like the other shit too. Yeah. And that would like, that goes to explain why, even though, um, I was born on my mom by my mom, of course. I look exactly like her brother. Mm-hmm. Yes, like she always mixes up our names and everything. <laughs> like I, I, everybody does it every time we go to a family function. If me and my uncle are in the same room, people will mix up our names. Like not even realizing the fact that he has like thirty or forty years on me, right? <laughs> and he's completely bald, and I have a head full of hair, and like we look physically different we just look the same you have that same impression yeah exactly yeah our energy signature is the same my uncle and i are the same my mom's brother but Mm -hmm. what's interesting about that is so my mom my mom's story Mm -hmm. is fucking crazy because like she was born to um she was basically given up to adoption to her mom's sister Mm -hmm. because her mom couldn't take care of her because her dad basically left. Yeah. Right? So my mom came out the gate already adopted by somebody else. And there was trouble with her birth. So she was born one-handed. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, this lady has, like, fucking... I forget where I was going with this. But it's there's a... Oh. Um, we found her other side years later. Mm-hmm. And so I have, like, family that I've never met before. Mm-hmm on the other side of Canada that look fucking like me, dude. Really? Yeah, dude. That they, like they've seen photos of me and just like, yeah, you look like Rob, you look there's parts of you here. So it all comes from like my granddad. Mm-hmm. My mom's dad. I have his like his t- genetics must be fucking more dominant than the other ones. Yeah, and that's the same with me. Like I look like my granddad, but my granddad yeah. looks more Native American than anything because my great grandfather on both sides of my family were both like Cherokee chiefs mm-hmm. and shit. So they have those strong facial features, but I understand exactly what you're saying. Right. Like it's so but that only plays a small part. Like that mm-hmm. that coding. So that's our like 
planetary coding, basically. Yeah. Right? Comes to, to create a body, you need sperm and an egg, basically. You need the egg, and basically the seed is the idea of having the kid. Mm-hmm. Right? And as fucked up as this sounds, dude, I almost think that if both parties believe that they don't want kids at all, like are vehemently against having kids, mm. they could have unprotected sex for the rest of their life and not have children. Oh, yeah, that, that's totally a thing. That's actually a psychological complex. Yeah. I can't remember the um, if I'm saying this right, but it might be um, psychosomatic. It starts in the mind and then goes to the body. Mm-hmm. And that's how people... Um, create like mental disorders in themselves and like um hypochondriacs and shit like you believe that you have something so furiously to a point where you actually develop it like that's happened before to people you create your reality yeah literally like you create your disease <laughs> yeah 100 percent. right 100 live from like if you live from trauma and you live in a trauma loop you will c- continue to create those experiences that originally created the trauma loop in the first place yeah and then it but but not only that but you'll start but you'll you'll start creating like what happens is in trauma loops they grow yeah. a consciousness all themselves as well yeah and you start to develop more and more trauma loops because <laughs> they the build them one. right yeah. like think of it as um think of trauma as a virus in a system yeah it keeps changing it's always It'll, it, changing. it will all and like do you know what the game go is geo okay so the game go is like have you ever seen a game that has um their red or or white circles and black circles Mm -hmm. and the idea is to flip if you're white you want to flip everything to white and if you're black you want to flip everything to black Mm -hmm. i think that's the idea of the game and that's kind of what happens with an infected computer Mm. is it wants to flip all the files to the infection Mm mm-hmm and so that's what happens with us in trauma. Yeah. It wants to flip all of our cells into trauma. That just gave me a thought. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go down the rabbit hole real quick. And I just want you to, like, please stay with me. Got you, brother. <laughs> so people don't understand that everything that humans create are usually a direct reflection of something in nature. For instance, shoes with, like, soles on the bottom of it are a direct reflection of animals with padding on their feet, right? Mm -hmm. So, by that logic, a computer is literally a direct reflection of the mind. Yes. So, do you, I'm sure you've seen, well, we've been seeing for years now how people are always, um on edge about the AI revolution or whenever the computers decide to take over this shit and whatever, right? And how there's this idea that one day, um, if not already, our technology will become more sentient than we are able to control and end up controlling us. Yes. So, point. If the computer is a direct reflection of the mind, and people believe that one day the computer is what will control us and will turn on us. What does that say about people's belief in their ability to control their own thoughts? Because essentially all that's saying is that people believe that one day they will be controlled by their mind, by their ego, by the impulses, and by the... Um, the machine. 
the machine literally the machine being their mind they'll just submit to it they'll let it run and do whatever the fuck it wants all the zeros will become ones and all the ones will become zeros the coding will Mm -hmm. completely flip on his head but it's simply a matter of choosing to hold yourself accountable for everything that you do and feel and think and say yes and have an effect on or not and we see the latter happening more than ever with people always wanting to point the finger and not realizing they got three pointed back. Like (laughs) everything that you want to blame something on, usually in some way, form or fashion, you have contributed to that issue. Yes. 100%. And it's so, yeah, it's deep. It's deep too. Like it's not just as like, it's not just surface level on that where let's say that you Mm-hmm. Not you, but like, let's say a person. Mm-hmm. I usually use a female in this one, and I get like pretty dark with it because yeah. it's important that we start facing shitty things. Mm-hmm. And I don't wish this upon any woman. Yeah. But let's say that when you were six years old, instead of turning right, you turned left, and because mm-hmm. of that, it put you on a path to meet a couple of people that did some really awful things to you. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? No one's. That's the thing. Well, in a sense, but what if? What if? she was supposed to, and she was told to turn right and she went left. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? At six years old. Still hers. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks. Because and that's what I've been trying to like um, meditate in. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Go. Okay. So like on that, I've been reading on Twitter with like the people that say like they claim victim blaming and then the other side that says you need to take like I was just talking about accountability for everything but there comes like with me I've been trying to find wherever that line is in between it that it seems to be very clear but then the more I think about it it kind of fades and disappears Mm -hmm. but it's like how like as far as blame goes if we're looking at this from a linear point of view, how can you, at what age can you assign blame or fault to someone? And as far as like making decisions go, like, is there a limit? Do you start off so young at well, like six and seven years old? Or do you wait until you reach like after puberty or some shit? It's just like, that's the, the right that I've been thinking of for the long and- time. And the thing is, is that the reason why it's a dilemma is because you've built social constructs about what things are, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what exactly are we basing this off of? What makes someone something, mm-hmm. right? Where, what draws the line? Is it their physical body? Is it their mental mind? Is it, is it a combination yeah. of it all? Or is it something completely different, right? Yeah. Like, did, did we all basically, in a sense, ch- put, you know, like, on the terms of like services and like terms and agreements, conditions and mm-hmm. beyond before coming here, let's say that we chose to come here. Mm-hmm. Right. And we checked a bunch of boxes of shit that we wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And then we come here. Is it not us that chose to check all those boxes? Mm-hmm. So like at the age of zero could be the actual answer to that is the moment that you were born and put onto this planet, you were mm-hmm. responsible for every single thing in your life. Yeah, And the thing is, is that it's nobody's fault other than your own for picking the wrong fucking parents. Mm-hmm. So, but how do you actually legitimately say that to someone? 
Yeah. Without sounding like a total condescending prick. Mm-hmm. So you have to go under the constructs of what you're saying. And what I would say to that, the age of um, when, what, what I would say to that is when they have the ability to comprehend what they can read, you can talk mm-hmm. to them. Comprehension is what it is. Because that's okay. what you're trying to get across, right? You're trying to get them to understand that an apple isn't really an apple. What it is is a nutritional snack that if you eat it, you will consume stuff and get goodness. Mm-hmm. That's all an apple is. Yeah. Right? So when they understand that, you can take it to the next level. Right? So that's basically when they can understand the consequences of their actions, you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. And that some, for some people, that's the age of five. For some people, that's 32. Yeah, because that's what I was just thinking. It's like some people can't even comprehend the simple fact that if you hit someone and they hit you back, that's kind of what happens. Some people think you hit somebody and they're supposed to call you. Like, yeah. Hmm. Well, mm. hmm. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just okay. Thinking. No, it's all good, man. Sometimes, like, when it goes dead, mm-hmm. there's always a chance that, like, my Wi-Fi goes or theirs. And, oh, okay. and so, like, I always have to check back in. But for the most part, mm-hmm. we are really guided by code. Yeah. That's it. And just like they said in The Matrix, when it's easier to learn how to read the code than mm-hmm. it is to do the physical side. Yeah. Right? So when you can start to see... Like, let's take something. Can we talk about something recent? Mm-hmm. Okay. So three months ago, I think it was, if not sooner, um, a rapper by the name of Extension was killed and shot. Mm-hmm. Right? And sent shockwaves throughout a lot of people's lives. Yeah. Right? Because he, he had a big impact on them. And I don't know how he affected you, but I had no clue who he was because mm-hmm. I stopped listening to rap after 2007. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what I said at that time to a buddy of mine was, don't be surprised if another major player in the rap industry mm-hmm. dies within the next six months. And that's what me and like some of my friends were talking about. I was like, this isn't going to stop here. It's gonna, it happens all the time. And first of all, deaths happen in threes. <laughs> like exactly. if one dies, exactly. more. So, so here is the spookiness of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't match up with Easy E, but I would put Easy E and Extension mm-hmm. together. I would put Mac Miller because Tupac influenced the fuck out of people. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, so did Mac Miller. I don't give a fuck what people say. That mm-hmm. kid had influence on people, mm-hmm. and also died on the same day, twenty-two years later. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's that is crazy to me right um he was four years old when Pac died Mm -hmm. right and that's not a difficult amount of time because you're still tuned on to be Mm -hmm. able to pull that code into you so when we're younger we can actually pull the coding of dead people into us yeah i've done that before yeah right and and assume that code as ours and and put it into it so you know, like they all align. So what that means to me, though, is if extension is Easy E, who died a year before Pac, and then Mac Miller would be Tupac, 
in that mm-hmm. situation. Not saying skill-wise or anything, but just aligning the dots and connecting them into a new layer, right? Mm-hmm. What, mean, what that means is in the next six months, another influential rapper will die. Yeah. Similar to who Biggie Smalls was. Mm-hmm. To the community. Mm. Because so history repeats. Yeah, like, oh, crap. History does fucking repeat. I've it, always felt that. But it repeats because we buy into the idea that it's a loop. Yeah. Right? We don't look to break it. We don't look to ever do anything about that, right? Mm-hmm. That's all, And that's all it is. So, like, honestly, dude, we could actually flip the planet. Not in on, like, Australia, North, and the South. But flip mm-hmm. it as how we think. Change your perspective. Change perspectives. Grow your perspective. Start. The, one of the best things to do is to actually look at existence from a bird's eye perspective. Mm-hmm. And put yourself into the mix and just go, this is how we're all operating as a species right now. Yeah. Which is pretty deplorable. But on, on, a, on a grander scheme... Did you like? Did you know that there's more people your age and younger on the planet? Yeah, I figured than any other demographic going on right now. Yeah, because that I feel like that's why so much shit is just like happening right now. So why, if that is the fucking case, and you guys are the majority, do we mm. still live on a monetary system? Because people haven't realized that people haven't even understood. Well, people exactly. haven't even really, like, taken the time to understand all the power that we hold. Exactly. Like, now they're too busy fighting with each other all the that's, time. And that's what the old system do mm-hmm. fight with each other. Whereas the new system, so think about it this way. Now think about all of those beings, which are water, liquid, whatever you want to call it, getting yeah. together and heading in the same direction. What happens? What is that called? A tsunami. Tsunami. It's a stream. It could be waves. It could be a hurricane, right? And the thing is, is that all of those things destroy the old, and after that, you have to rebuild anew. Yeah. And that's all that's going to happen. And all that really needs to happen is the younger generation noticing that there's many fucking gaps that need to be connected. Mm Mm-hmm. And then taking charge and saying, look, we don't want to put you guys out. Like, I have an idea for uh, to change, how to change farming practices by letting yeah. people live on the land. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's say that you wanted to get into farming. Yeah. Um, our company or whatever it is, like our connection, our network, yeah. would have different farms all across the United States that would have lodging for people to be able to stay on them and live year-round. Yeah. And all they would do is work on the farm. Because that's crazy because I've actually wanted to get into farming. I've always wanted to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I want to set up. So how I want to go about it is all you would need is one farm. That's mm. it. Just one. And what you would do is you'd go up to every single person that has a farm that it, you do your research and figure out the best ones to go to that mm-hmm. are losing money, needing help, needing all of these supports. And what you do is you don't tell like it, it's basically it's not a change of ownership or anything like that they keep the property they keep all of that but mm-hmm. we come o- on and we take over how it's run mm-hmm. and we make sure that they're always provided for 
right? Okay. That 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 the people that own the property never go without. Yeah. Right. And we run the show. We make sure that the produce is dope as fuck. We find people to buy all the produce. We do all mm-hmm. of the distribute and all of that. And we cut those people in on it as well so that they can start building a legacy as well. Mm-hmm. Just like, but there's really like, it's limited cost because all of your labor and whatnot are on the grounds living there. Yeah. So now it's very big margins for us to be able to bring in money and do things with that we couldn't do before. Mm-hmm. And all you would need is one farm to turn over like that to do really well. And other farmers mm-hmm. would want that too. Yeah. Right. And then you just start collecting. Yeah. Cause then once you like start, that's like the hundred monkeys theory. Once you get at least a hundred monkeys to do something, it just sparks it and they just all start doing it. It'll be a whole system. Absolutely. dude. 100%. Right, and that's fuck with the vision. Yeah, the what? I said I fuck with the vision. Yeah, man, it's gonna be so. I want to do that. I basically, in a sense, I want to occupy farmland. Mm-hmm. I want to occupy educational centers. Mm-hmm. Dude, think about think about mystery schools at universities. Yo, I was literally just saying earlier today that I want to have the college experience. I just don't want to go to regular college. <laughs> that would suck, right? Dude, they've changed a little bit, but they probably suck as much when I went as when people go today. Could be even yeah, worse. They fucking suck. Like, I went for a semester. That shit is terrible. <laughs> Fuck, it is. It is. I try and tell people. So what I want to do for education, and this would start really, really young, is mm. the primary focus is making learning fun yeah. and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Now, what it would start with is having every single campus that we own that would be either for regular, like for our productions or for farms, have every campus like that have a schooling system for all the kids that live there. Mm-hmm. And it's not traditional schooling, even though you would still learn, you would learn English, but you would learn English in an appropriate way. Yeah. Right. You would learn it in a way that would allow you to survive in the world that we live in and the future that's coming. Because honestly, like, if I want to teach kids a language, I'm going to teach you English and I'm going to teach you French and German and shit right along with that. So you're learning mm-hmm. three languages at once. And, like do and that's that all it every is. Year. And the other thing is, is that if you teach the kids that anyways, mm-hmm. they'll be able to mismatch words and yeah. still know what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And that's so the whole thing. you fluent in all three and you can just interchange between them. Exactly. And, and really what will happen there is different languages will evolve. Mm-hmm. Different ways of communication, right? And that's really what it comes down to, dude. Yeah, because the way I just thought about that is, you know how um, you had the original Avatar, the last Airbender series, right? Mm-hmm. With the four different um, types of elementals, firebenders, waterbenders, earthbenders, airbenders. But then you have the next series, like the spinoff Korra, the Korra series, where now you have bloodbenders and metalbenders and shit There's like that. There's a fucking that. spinoff series? Hell yeah, you never heard of that shit? Yeah, I've only seen the first. It is amazing. Legend of Korra, that's what it's called. Which one was Korra in the show? Um, 
No. Okay. Was, her name was Katara. Yeah. Cora that's... is someone's daughter. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, it's just like that. It's like where yeah, you start off with the four original blueprints, yeah. earth, air, fire, and water, but as you combine them differently and expose them to different type of stimuli and shit, that's when you create the new different types of shit, like different genomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that shit. That's why I used to love chemistry. That was my favorite part about chemistry. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it's when you really break it down, atoms mm-hmm. are no different than, like, chemistry is no different than code writing. Yeah, it's literally. You just have to get the combinations correct. Get the formulas correct. And that's all they are is algorithms. Yeah. Right. But um, like on that note of like when you're talking about um, the like in a sense, evolutioning up, right. And creating different um, aspects with like from the originals. Right. Mm -hmm. Think of color. Right. And think of the evolution of color in dimensions. So you'd have your, your you'd have your original primary colors. Right. Um, you good? Yeah. Okay. So you have the original like red, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. And then when those two find ways to connect and, and gravitate to each other, you also get more colors in there. Purple, violet, orange. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so that would be a second dimension. Yeah. Right. And then when you add in highlights and shadows, black and white, you get three dimensional stuff. And then you have different gradients. Like that's right. That and shit. it pops to be three-dimensional. And that's what we are. Mm-hmm. We are original primary colors of just basically, if you really want to do it, thought. Thought got together and created the other three, four colors that mm-hmm. are like more like if you wanted to do a second dimension and go label it as emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the first dimension is um, a single dot. Yeah. Right. And then um, two dimensions, right? Or, or the first dimension could just be a single line. Two dimensions is two lines together. And mm-hmm. then three dimensions is volume, right? But how yeah. do you actually show volume and all of that stuff, right? Well, you can, like, everything is stagnant until you get the fourth dimension, which is movement. Yeah, exactly. Like, all time is, is movement. And our concept of time, if we could change it, would be great, which is, all that matters is what I do between the hours that I am awake and asleep. Mm-hmm. That's what matters, dude. Not four o'clock, not five o'clock when I get off work. It's what mm-hmm. do I do between the moment that my eyes spring forward and don't even look at your clock. If you can get off time, try and find a way mm-hmm. and only come into time when people need you. Yeah, like I've been doing that all my life anyway. Like I do not exist <laughs> in the normal realm with other people unless I'm needed. Yeah. Like if, only if somebody wants something. Like other than that, it's like leave me the fuck alone. I'm not here right now. Like do you hard. do you find that you can in a sense turn off your signal so that people can't find you? Yeah, I okay, I call it shadow cloaking, literally. Where I <laughs> can walk a in a room full of people and decide that I want a shadow cloak and nobody will be able to like notice that I'm there. Yeah. I swear that's a Scorpio thing, though. <laughs> it's got because we don't always want to be noticed. Yeah. Right, and we're a very noticeable sign. Yeah, literally. Very right, like of them. Well, and and but you you said it correctly, right? Is they're the fire sign of the water signs. Mm-hmm. Legit, right? Like, which is what I like about my placements because my Aries fuels the like my Aries gives me the steam. 
So when my Aries is kicking in gear, I have a lot of air. Yeah. But when they're not, it, I'm drowning too. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, I'm, I'm there. Um, but, but in a general sense, um, that's what gives us our three-dimensionality. And then time, what we call time is just movement. Mm-hmm. And it's expansion and contraction. Breathing in, breathing out, zeros and ones, on and off, heartbeats. Because everything is six. <laughs> in a sense, it's duplication and replication. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Go forth and multiply. Right? Literally. Yo, that's dope. Right? And so um, with that, if you can... So time to me is based off of... Um, the second is based off of our heartbeat. Uh-huh. Right? That's why you want to have 60 beats per minute. Yeah. So regular heartbeat is, is, is 60 beats per minute. It's just, it's, it's a heartbeat. Ba-bump, 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 ba-bump. Right? Um, then our day is based off of the rotation of the sun. Or not the rotation, our, planet, um, our planet's rotation. And then our year is based off the orbit, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that who's to say that there's legitimately 24 hours in a day? Yo, right, because, like, when it gets dark, you can't tell. You don't. We're just convinced to say that there's a 24-hour clock and that months are 30 hours or 30 days, Mm -hmm. 31 days. We've conditioned ourselves to live in a construct that doesn't need to exist, and if you can get out of time, other things can happen. And the thing with that is so funny. People feel like having a calendar and shit is so organized and structured without even realizing the chaos that is the calendar none of the months line up correctly and not all of the months have 31 days people don't even like see the little shit like that but what is a month what is what is a month actually based off of do people know like most people don't understand what a month is based off of yeah a month is based off of the moon yeah, that's and why the we cycles have of the moon. lunar months instead of solar months. Absolutely. And the moon follows the growth cycle of the planet. Yeah. And right? the moon actually has like a fixed cycle. Yeah, it does. 100%. That's why you can navigate and, and time to it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But we think that 365 is an important number. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it, it, it legitimately... Your age has really no significance other than what you make of it. Because that's just like what people would say that you can be 19 at 90 and 90 at 19. Fuck yeah, man. Like, that's how I, like, I tell people, people always like telling me like, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, bruh, I feel like I'm 19 going on 40. Like, <laughs> I feel See, old as shit sometimes. And I feel the opposite. Yeah, because like other, at other times I'll feel like I'm a four-year-old. Like it just really depends on what mood I'm in and what I'm thinking about. One hundred percent, dude. And that's and that's a good point, right? Is mm-hmm. is that is it's it's set and setting. Yeah, is really how we feel. And and when it comes down to it, we feel movement and we feel time through emotion. Mm-hmm. So if you're never like you've noticed that when you're in a good mood, time goes by a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And when you're in not so good a mood, time goes by a little bit slower. Yeah. So think of time also in the three stages of matter. Mm-hmm. When you're in a more excited time, you're in a more gaseous state. 
Yeah. When you're in a depressed time, you're in a more solid state. Yeah, slower yeah. moving. Right? Mm-hmm. And the idea is is to shine light through water. Mm-hmm. So the crown takes in the sunlight and all the light that comes in. So does your eyes, your skin, all takes in light constantly. We bathe in fucking Yo, light constantly. In it, that just I always I just visualized some shit when you said that. That kind of where you said shining light through water. Mm-hmm. I thought immediately thought of um the sun like sunlight being filtered through ocean water like have you ever seen that oh it's beautiful and it depends like at what level of depth you are and Mm -hmm. depth could be equated to perception like what level of perception you're at how far the light can go how deep it can penetrate how much is being filtered through it how warm it is how warm it'll allow the water to be depending on how deep the water is so mm-hmm. the more depressed you are, the denser you are, the deeper you are, the harder it is for the light to reach you, for you to feel that warmth. Yes. The higher that, up. Think about the, the pinhole. Like, think about, you know, like that, that, the concept of a pinhole. Yeah. In darkness. Uh-huh. That's depression. Because what's happening is your third eye is closing. Yeah. And that pinhole is the light that wants to shine through lo- the water. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what's happening. Right. So you're absolutely 100 percent because what I I equate depression to the third eye. Mm -hmm. Right. I also equate happiness there, too. Yeah. So when you're in a when when you're when when you're not in depression and you're happy, life's fucking amazing. And your third eye is shining and everything's connecting and life's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And then something happens. And if you don't deal with that something appropriately. Or you don't act appropriately and like. How I look at it is this. Um, it starts in the furnace, which is your root chakra mm-hmm. coming up from the planet. It goes into your creative energy center, which is the sacral. We think it's just for sex. But if you limit your sex and you actually focus on creative endeavors, it's just you get the yeah, same release. The sacral is all about creative energy. Exactly. We think and, and somehow we just appropriated it with sex. It's because people forgot that sex is also a creative process. It, Originally, okay. you're using it's, it to create something. No matter who you're having sex with, you're creating something. Go from like a completely programmer's perspective of like creating this planet. Yeah. Do you think any woman on Earth would give birth if sex didn't feel good? Fuck no. No. Right? Now, for men, sex wouldn't feel good because it's fucking work. Yeah. It is, right? Um, like, just from my perspective alone, it just feels like fucking work. And I feel like a tool that is being used to get another energy system, which feels great because it's nice to give pleasure to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Um, just to get them off, but there's no real return in the end, mm-hmm. right? So, like, males also needed to have some sort of stimulant or stimulizer to get them to have sex as well to create yeah, because like you people. Just said, there is no payoff in the end for the male other than an orgasm, and that's no. it. And that's and it's it's how I I describe an orgasm, a male orgasm to women mm. is. I think women's orgasm is a sun birthing planets. Yeah. Whereas the male orgasm is the entire universe in as short a period of time as you can ever imagine. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what it feels like. It's like just this explosion from the male side. And women's is like a constant like rhythm. Because like, what it is, it's the le petite mort. Or le petite mort. The little death. That's all the orgasm is. That's why it feels like that explosion. It's mm-hmm. just you're dying in that moment. You have to hold your breath. Well, most people hold their breath when they orgasm. It's because you're de- you're dying. You're literally dead in that moment. It feels like that explosion because you are experiencing what it feels like to be pure energy again. And then you condense. Yeah. Very quickly. Back into your human self. Yeah. And for women, it's okay because they don't feel that side as, I think, intensely as men. Mm-hmm. And so when men... That's why when men finish, that's it. Mm. Like, it's over. Because we just fucking created the universe. Yeah. And you set off the spark. Yeah, right. We, we, we're tired. Mm. Because, uh, you know, like, I only know straight sex. Mm-hmm. But on that thing, like, on that level, it always feels like the man does most of the work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like, I think we do deserve this huge payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. And then rest. Yeah. Right? But deep, deep down, it all goes back to the same chakra and area, which is the use of creation. Mm-hmm. Right? And how it's supposed to work is we're supposed to pull that energy up into our solar where, um, where the spirit basically gets to look at everything and, and get to work because that's what designs the body when it's with the mom, Mm -hmm. right? It's the spirit coming in and making sure everything's working, right? Making sure all the corners match up, making sure, you know, like the insides and the outsides are doing well. It's growing the child Mm -hmm. inside. It's growing the body, right? Um, so that's where spirit resides with us, like solar plexus, um, area. Right. Mm-hmm. And that also in a sense controls our joy. Yeah. So that's the idea is to create from joy and then, exp- and, and then, um, distribute it through your heart. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. But what most people do is they don't act fast enough on that creative energy that creative energy slowly turns stagnant because you're not bringing it up anywhere, turns into anxiety, doesn't, then you don't do shit with it, then it bypasses everything because now it's dormant and it goes up to your mind and it blocks because you've created rules about yourself about not using that energy properly, subconsciously. And it fucks with your head. Growing up, I've always been extremely creative, but I've also had extreme anxiety. And that's mm-hmm. where that connection is. It's because when that energy got stagnant because of like things that were happening in my life, yes. it, the energy got used wrong. Precisely, or not used at all. Yeah. It was right. being like it was still being used, but what it was creating is scenarios in my head and in my life that were anxiety inducing. That's yes. what was being created. It wasn't things that were actually productive or helpful. Or exactly. like coming from a place of like purity and that's a big one too mm-hmm. right and and so they all play a role and they legitimately um like all all crying is mm-hmm. for the most part besides being in a state of joy and crying um but like sadness crying yeah 
is the pineal gland melting? Mm-hmm. Because it's getting the heat and oxygen that it needs because you're actually dealing with shit. Yeah. And that's what it is. Is the pineal gland crying because it's the walls are the walls of ice that we've created up there are melting. Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, that always makes sense because me being such a water sign, whenever I, like, I'll go a week just feeling everything and not knowing how to express it or not knowing how to talk about it. And then I'll cry and it'll just feel like, you know, that just release and then I can see everything clearly. Yeah. And even, like, my abilities and shit will get dampened. Like, I won't be able to read cards as well or shit like that until after I cry and everything, like, the mirror gets cleaned. It's what I would attribute as, like, micro awakenings. Yeah. Right? And here's what people, um, two things. Woke people are going back to sleep. That's Uh what woke is. Right? And that's not a bad thing because in order to awaken again, you have to go back to sleep. In order to wake up, you have to be sleeping. Yeah. That's just, right? So there's nothing wrong with going through the cycle that you go through because you're getting those mini awakenings after. Mm. So it's like you're putting yourself to sleep to wake yourself up. And that's like the whole human experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%, dude. Because people say, like, we knew all this shit before we got here. We literally just chose to put ourselves to sleep and forget everything so that we could enjoy the beauty and wonder of life and of exploring it again and learning it again. And that's the whole thing. So, like, do you have, do you watch movies? Of course. It's all I watch is movies. Dope. Okay. (laughs) So, we'll get along on that aspect, too. Because there's a show, there's another Mm -hmm. podcast that I want to do all about movies and shit. Oh, I love that. Right. Um, half of it is based on an idea that we recast movies with other casts from other movies. Mm-hmm. So like you would take Star Wars, but you would instead of like, you know how um, Family Guy did a Star Wars thing? Yeah. Right. Well, you would take Star Wars and you would put the cast of like, even if you wanted to say Pokemon. Uh-huh. And you would take that cast. Right. So you'd have Ash, you'd have Pikachu, you'd have all of those people. And you would that make shit them would be hilarious. Star Wars characters. <laughs> right? And, and yeah. we all are given different, like one person will host the show mm-hmm. and everybody else is given it by secret, their cast. Yeah. Right? So it would be like one whole show, right? And then we can talk about it too and go back and forth, right? And then another show that I want, like another part of that show would be us talking about like, the sequels and prequels and everything else that we think are missing from certain movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Oh, I'm good for that shit. Cause like I have a Virgo Mars and that just makes me really like, I can be really, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I can be extremely criticizing. Like I'm oh, criticizing no. the fuck out of people. Critical. That's the word I'm looking for. Extremely critical. I can be really critical. And like when I'm watching movies, if I feel like, if they didn't do an aesthetic right or they didn't like plan out a scene right or they didn't say the lines right i will have some shit to say about it <laughs> right i'd be like because i'm such an aesthetic whore with like my libra rising and then venus being my chart ruler like i am very venusian at heart like i like shit to be looking a certain way mm-hmm. aesthetically it has pleasing to be, it has to be perfect well and it probably has to make sense 
Yeah, it has to make sense logically and aesthetically. Yeah. Like for Food Town, mm-hmm. food logic is going to be the most important thing. Okay. Because think about it this way. Imagine a pineapple mm-hmm. and imagine a potato. Yeah. And think about how now personify them and give them human qualities, give them personalities. Mm-hmm. A pineapple would have a different personality than a potato. And I was about to say, like, um, would their personalities be in any way tied to, like, the characteristics of the fruit itself? Yeah. Okay, see, I like shit like that. So, like, the pineapple would be, like, the the pineapple, one of the, the dude that's going to play the pineapple is, so, he's legitimate. the pineapple turns into, like, a complete psycho mm-hmm. in the show, but loves it. Yeah. Right, like that's just his thing. Like he loves so. Like, have you ever seen Reservoir Dogs? I've heard of that. I think okay. There's a there's a scene in Reservoir Dogs where this the psycho of the movie captures a cop, Mm -hmm. puts him in a chair, ties him to the chair, and then cuts off his ear. Oh, that's dope. And and (laughs) but and like that's how he gets off. That's his excitement. Mm -hmm. So I want to do a similar character, but being a pineapple. But what happens to the pineapple is he's a normal dude, right? Mm-hmm. And um, gets basically, um, have you seen, I, a lot of my shit's based off of movies, but people won't put the connections together. Mm. So have you seen um, Smoke and Aces? No, I have not. Okay. But um, just a quick thing, I do have to get off soon. Oh, shit. Yeah. And just put that out there <laughs> well i'm gonna i'll say this this is what i say to every single person uh-huh. call your time okay i'm never offended when it ends mm-hmm. i'm just grateful that we got this opportunity to do this yeah of course of course right and i think we've been going for like an hour 40 <laughs> yeah so that, I think. respect dude right of course. right but that's all this is right and and the mm-hmm. thing is is that like there's always opportunity for another one yeah, that's the best thing. Right. And what I like to do with people is depending on who they are, mm-hmm. um, I could do this with every single day with people. Yeah. Like the same person every single day. Some people I have to do every week mm-hmm. or, or it could be like every month. Right. And yeah. we just find our rhythm that way. Yeah. Right. And, and all it is is a fucking phone call. Yeah, literally. Two friends talking about shit. <laughs> and see for me like I'm pretty much um the like gone in the wind type so you just gotta catch me when I'm like available right and that's what <laughs> works for me is like you messaged me and you were just like hey let's do this right now yeah and, literally <laughs> and luckily enough I was free to be able to do that mm-hmm. and that's how it worked out because that's that was pretty dope. Your intuition, shit, though. Straight Just up, and that's that instinct. And that's what's gonna connect us, right? And that's why yeah. I love. That's why I love and hate Scorpios. <laughs> because we have that intuition. There's some Scorpios that I just can't fucking. I would never be able to get along with. Yeah, like my dad and, is a Scorpio, but he has an Aries moon, and I have a Cancer moon. So our <laughs> moons like square in astrology. So we have a lot of issues when it comes to understanding each other. Yeah. Oh, mm. for sure, dude. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I hope that you and your pops have the relationship that you both want together. 
Mm -hmm. But I can see that also being tough. Yeah, because, like, I'm good. Like, I'm straight being how I am because, like I said, I've really grown up as a loner. Yeah. So I don't really need that many people around me, especially, like, personally. Then as a Cancer Moon, it's pretty much... Well, like, ba just based on my placements in general, and not just placements, but how I feel about stuff, is I make my own family. If I feel like you don't fit or if you don't want to fit, then that's okay. You can leave. That's I you. Mind. That's, yeah, that's on you. you. I'm going to keep doing what I feel like doing. I'm going to keep following what feels good. That's just my life. Hell yeah. Can I um, add to that? But mm -hmm. when you talk about family, to me, there's two different types. Yeah. There's your blood genetic family. Mm -hmm. And then what I call a water family. Mm -hmm. And to me, the water family is what's more important. Mm -hmm. You can't help who you're born, your blood. You can't help your blood. Yeah. But you can pick and choose who's in your water. Mm -hmm. So pick. And, and if you think about water, right? Yeah. Um, if, you, if we were to take five different like um, mason jars of water from different areas mm -hmm. and we put them all into one container. Mm -hmm. Where is it from? It's all from the same place. It, it, it all uh, at some point just becomes water. Yeah. And they all just go together. And that's what is so important to a water family. Not all blood types can be put together. Mm -hmm. But if you put alkaline water with toxic water, you start reversing a process. Yeah. Right? So that's why I think water family is, is way more important than a blood family because water family, we just connect. Yeah. We just move. And, and the more that we start moving in one direction, oh, God, that's awful to say. <laughs> I forgot. Like, dude, I, I don't know anything about pop culture, really, when mm -hmm. it comes down to it. Like, little to none. So, like, mm -hmm. One Direction to me is a movement, not a fucking band. Don't worry about it. One Direction, like, been broke up. Like, you straight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> right. but, but what's interesting about One Direction, uh -huh. which nobody paid attention to, was that yeah. they were the next Beatles. Really? Yeah, yeah I can see that. 100%. History, when, when history repeats. Remember that, and no, uh, please don't take any offense to this. Because there's no foundation for you guys to really create on. But mm -hmm. most of the shit today is counterfeit from the, the past. Mm -hmm. It's just replicated on a loop. And because there's no real substance, you can't really pull too much from it. Yeah. So One Direction's really just a watered down Beatles. But if oh, you... literally. Like, I've been noticing that everything is just, like, literally a mirror yeah. reflection of the past that's slightly distorted. Mm -hmm. A little bit. It has to change in order for it to have purpose, but it's building off the same code because yeah. the planet is repeating shit because we are. Yeah. If we all decided one day to change direction, so would the planet. Yeah, like, if even if you think about it on the grand scale of, like, all the fucked up shit that's happening, we are literally the people that most of us claim we would never be that sit around and watch the Holocaust happen. Yeah, dude. Well, like, just look at what's happening overseas. That is Holocaust shit. That is the Holocaust. Yeah, I Even do. here in America. In America. America this motherfucker is, like, putting kids in camps and injecting them with fucking chemicals. And now they're coming back home to their parents and not even, like, recognizing, recognizing them. them. Like, this is Holocaust shit. It's the start. Yeah. Because history repeats itself in what people don't understand. Do you know how World War I got titled? How? How do you get World War I? 
How do you get a first war? Mm-hmm. By having a second one. Oh, shit. Yo! Yo! So, the war in Afghanistan and the war overseas that started in 19-fucking-91 uh-huh. got continued with, with, with 9-11. Yeah. Right? And it's still going today. That is World War One. It's programming. It's yes. literally programming because, pe- like, if you keep people living and thinking on a linear scale, where it's like, okay, we go from one point to the next mm-hmm. to the next, never going backwards, always going forward. If you do shit like label something World War One, it would only make logical linear sense that there will be a second one yeah. and a third one and a fourth one and so on and so forth. Repeat, 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 repeat. Until somebody, the black sheep, decides to pick its head up and realize what the fuck is going on and start screaming his goddamn head off. Like, <laughs> like can y'all wake the fuck up and look at this shit? Like, does nobody see this? Does nobody understand what's going on right now? The the frustration level of understanding all of that and nobody being able to listen to it because they don't understand it because it's like a foreign language to them is utterly frustrating. And that's why if you've noticed, like a lot of us have gotten to the point where we just talk to each other. Yeah. Like if you don't get it, you don't get it. I'm not trying to save your ass no more because trying to save you almost got me killed. Oh, dude. On multiple man. occasions. 100%. So fuck all that. I... I learned my lesson last year by making a mistake with someone that I healed, I think, mm. but I made the mistake of thinking that I could have had a relationship with her too. Yeah. And looking back at it, dude, I was a completely different person then. Mm-hmm. So I put no fault to that dude at all. Yeah. Right. Well, kind of like uh, I, I hold no judgment to them mm-hmm. basically. Right. But like, that made me give up wanting to help regular people. Mm-hmm. It just exhausted me, man. Yeah. And, and all it was was me making a mistake of saying, yeah, come. Come show up. Come join. Come, come hang out with me. Yeah. I could have stopped it. The way that I combated that, because I know I can't help it, that no matter how I feel about it or no matter how exhausted it makes me, I'm going to want to help people. It's like now, if you want my help, you got to pay for that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. I need, I need an equal exchange here because I can't just be giving out all my time and energy for free. Because, first of all, it is physically and mentally exhausting. Yep. Second of all, it's emotionally fucking exhausting because, in order for me to help you, me being all this water, I have to feel everything you're feeling so I can figure out how to pinpoint this shit and fix it. It's like, I can't be doing that for the free. Like, no, I need money. <laughs> <laughs> you need... The way, the way I look at that is mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if it's money, mm-hmm. if it's food, Yeah, it's like shelter. I just need something, like, in return. Like, right? run me my check or pay me an equity. Like, something. Yeah, something. something. Or, or, or take something off my hands that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Right? Like, if someone comes and messages me and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that right now. But I have people in my pocket that I can go to. Yeah. I can say, hey, can you deal with this? And they will. Like, say, like, say for instance, one thing that I'm in the process of, like, trying to align myself with because I really want this. And I didn't even realize it until just now. 
I don't want to have to deal with the whole trying to find some place to live and budget and all that shit. I just want somebody that can that wants me to like read cards for them permanently or do that shit on a like constant basis. Like, give me an apartment, pay my fucking bills, so I can just like chill out and live and shit. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> exactly right. No, I hear you, dude. Now, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Out of that situation, what I would need, I would want to use your creative abilities for something else. Yeah, see, I'm totally down for that. Like, use me, just handle yeah. all the other shit. Right? You want to be creative. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. Right? And you don't, you probably have the same programming as I do around money. It's not as important. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh my God. Like, it's only important because people make it important and I have to deal with people. Exactly, like right? Oh my God, dude. <laughs> The conversations that I've had with myself walking my dog at night, yelling at every single person watching their big screen TV, mm-hmm. right? Even though I have one in my house and my roommate does it too. But like yeah. the fucking just like I'm on this fucking planet because I'm trying to help you fucking people and what you're doing right now is not helping you. And mm-hmm. I have to deal with that mess in the morning. I have to deal because it's I don't you probably feel this too because we're connected that way. Mm-hmm. Um, when you connect into the planet, you probably feel two things. You feel mm-hmm. the planet's joy and you feel the planet's suffering. Mm-hmm. Right? And the suffering comes from all of these fucking people that are still asleep. Yeah. And we have to feel it to help the planet out because it alleviates some steam. Mm-hmm. So there used to be a time in my life when I was first awakening that I hated every single human being mm-hmm. that I possibly could. Like, and I've gotten better, but it still kind of like drives me nuts to know yeah. things and not, and, and, and it should never be about credit. Yeah. See, but, for me. but it feels like it needs to be about credit. Because mm-hmm. like the way I look at it, it's like, if I'm doing something and I'm putting all my all into it. I'm not saying that I need like a whole movie done about it, but I wouldn't mind getting a little, you know, five to ten minute clip talking about the process and shit. Because like I put a lot of work and effort into doing this thing or creating this thing for other people and to help everybody else out. And maybe I do want my credit. Maybe I do want my uh, my due diligence. Maybe I do want my reward for it. Because I mean, I deserve it. I worked hard for it. And I'm not just doing this just because, well, even though, like, at the root of it, yeah, I am because I want to help people. But it's like I can't be giving out all this stuff and I'm struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 100%. like I just want something in return for that. Well, and, and that's – this goes back to, like and, – and, again, we'll end it quickly. Like, we'll end it soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll go to the we're, – we're a minute out from yeah. an hour 20 so let's not go into anything more why don't okay. we just um do some sort of salutation some closings okay cool is that cool yeah that's fine with i me. don't sure. i want to i want to make sure, like all i'm trying to i can go forever yeah for real <laughs> right that's my problem is like there'll be like highs and lows so like i literally like people will basically go okay i gotta go now and i'll just be mm-hmm. like okay cool because i'm just as excited about what i'm doing next yeah Right. I'm jazzed that we got to have this combination, but or conversation, but I, I'm going to be making some like basically dairy free banana pancakes. 
right after this. And I'm just as excited about those. <laughs> cool, cool. Right. I'm actually gonna go make some food too. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's it's how I've had to live life because it can get way too hard. Yeah. And so, even though it's hard, I want to look on the brighter side, and I can right now. I can go make some banana fucking pancakes, and guess what I'm doing later tonight? <laughs> Wait. A Jedi flip. I fuck with it. Yes, bro. Right. It's gonna be dope. Right. So I'm pumped about tonight. Tonight's gonna be a great night. I hope you have an awesome night too. Thank 